0: From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now they invite you to join them Inside the press box. Red, red. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws
1: it out. Norris left alone. Corner 3-5. Red smoking hot.
0: JD Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace.
2: Curveball right back up the middle. They'll lay ballot around third base. Slides in and the dogs have won it.
0: And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. They're all here,
2: inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show, Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest is the head coach for the men's basketball program at the University of South Alabama. Jaguars head coach Richie Riley joined us. Chris Stewart started the conversation with a little six degrees of separation question. Coach, we never met, but I, I, I'm looking at your bio, and I'm seeing some
1: places that that we've both been or had interaction. Uh, you know, I could go to the go the UAB route with you, and I, and I would love to hear kind of what you took from your experience in Birmingham that helps you with this job at at uh, at South Alabama. But I'm going to guess I'm the only media guy outside the state of Kentucky that's brought up the name Happy Osborne to you. <laughs> you, you certainly are. How do you know? How do you know, Hap? I, I was the play-by-play guy at Birmingham Southern for eight years when BS and got to call a national championship for Dwayne Rebo's team in 1995. And we were always at the NAIA tournament in, in Tulsa and knew about Georgetown because they were – they were a great program at Georgetown college. Now, not for our listeners, not, uh, not the Hoyas, but, uh, Georgetown college and happy Osborne, man, that that's a heck of a basketball program. And that's kind of where you, you cut your teeth a little bit. Wasn't it getting started in coaching?
3: That's where, that's where I learned. I, I got a, I got an undergrad there at, at in coaching, you know, I, I got my undergrad Eastern Kentucky, but I got an undergrad in coaching with, with happy in Georgetown and. That's- and um, he was phenomenal. He's phenomenal. He's one of the best coaches that I've ever been around. I've coached at every level. And, you know, it, the, NA, the NAI level doesn't get nearly enough respect. I'm glad that you said that about their program. Because basketball, I mean, I spent my first four years as a coach there. And it was um, – it's it's unbelievable. NAI basketball so good. And it doesn't get enough respect nationwide. And especially great coaches at that level like Happy
0: Osborne. Jaguar head basketball coach Richie Riley with us. Speaking of um, you know, coaching trees, et cetera, and experience, uh, coach uh, or uh, teacher versus people was last weekend. Now, Coastal Carolina swept you guys coach at their place and came right back as a big favorite. They were leading conference categories galore, plus national statistics in the top five, top three, and others. You guys swept the Chanticleers under a guy who also gave you one of your first jobs, Cliff Ellis, a legendary coach in his own right. Had to feel good to get uh, notch two wins against him. Yeah, anytime I can beat Coach, it's it's a heck of
3: a, a heck of a day, especially a weekend sweep. Um, Cliff Ellis is a Hall of Famer. I say that in any conversation that that somebody brings him up, um, and I, he just now got in the Alabama Hall of Fame. But I'm talking about the Hall of Fame. Um, he's he's just he's had an unbelievable career with what he's done at building programs. He's as good as there is. Um, he built our program here, South Alabama. I had a big part in us getting into Sunbelt Conference. He was athletic director then, too. And um, just just put our basketball program on the map. Then he went to Clemson and won ACC, which something is something that nobody ever thought would be done, you know. And at Auburn, the same thing. He had Auburn number one in the country. Obviously, BP's came in since then and done some amazing things. But at that time, Coach uh, just elevated their program so much. And then in 14 years at Coastal Carolina, finished his career as uh, – has been remarkable. Uh, his career. He's going to get over 800 wins. So, to to be, to get a chance to line up with coach and win two games in a row are huge. And they have a really good team. Um, they're they're the best team um, in our league coming in statistically. Like JD was saying, and and for our guys to find a way with all the adversity that we've had this year, uh, to find a way to sweep and then get back in this conference race it was a fun weekend too bad we don't get to enjoy it long we got to head to atlanta and and play play tomorrow and then then two more against troy on the weekend
0: because you're 11 and eight five and five and only one game out of first in the sunbelt conference east now you got to play georgia state on a tuesday troy on a thursday troy again on a saturday and i told our listeners in the first hour of the program you're doing this with a very thin bench you only played six meaningful minute guys in the win that solidified the sweep 71 65 on saturday so but at points of the game, because I was doing the TV broadcast, we had an isolation on John Petway. And This guy's your high motor guy, one of them. And we did an iso at a whistle, and I'm looking at John, and I'm looking at his chest. It looks like he just got off the couch for a two-hour nap. He wasn't even breathing hard. He wasn't sweating. Your guys have played themselves into some tremendous shape. Yeah, we pride ourselves
3: on our conditioning
0: and how hard we work every day. And
3: it usually starts to pay off, especially – uh, down the stretch of the season because everybody's tired and and we think our kids are in better shape and that's that's a product of how hard we work that's our process of what we do and and pet really exemplifies that uh he, he can go 40 minutes he and liqueur and flowers are basically playing 40 minutes a night because we're down to you know seven scholarship guys and it um it they get they have to do that and they understand that so there can't be excuses of being tired if 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 we're going, if winning is important, if we're trying to win the game, which we are. And, um, you know, I'm just proud of our guys. They've, they've been through so much this year. We were supposed, this would have been the deepest team we've had here, um, in our three years here, the most talented. And, um, unfortunately it didn't work out like that. We had some opt out, some injuries and, um, it's, our kids have, have rallied and they've, they fought through all that adversity. And now, now we put ourselves in a position with seven games to go, where we have a realistic chance. Uh, we still, still got to get better. We still got to play at a higher level if we're going to have any chance to, uh, to be in the mix in that final weekend. But we're going to fight and scrap and do everything in our power to make sure we, we do give ourselves that chance.
0: Uh, Chris and Mike, I told you I was going to steal the, the quote from Chris Blair. And I was talking during the telecast. Uh, Michael Flowers is such a big, big part of this, this team. I said, Coach, he was the weather vane. I, like, I stole that from Chris Blair. That's a good but, one. But as he goes, your team seems to go, and he only averaged 24 over the weekend. He, he's <laughs> such an asset, 28 in that second game for Michael Flowers. Tell us first about the adversity he had to fight through. You were in his corner. A lot of guys around the country were in his corner, and the guy's really showing why he was such a precious part in addition to your program.
3: Yeah, he's one of the best guards in the country, period. Um, not, you know, a lot of a lot of times you label him mid-major, best mid-major guard, one of the best mid-major guards. He's one of the best guards in the country. Period. He's, he's really talented, and um, he's been through so much, and that's just part of our story as a team. Another another part of the adversity that we faced. Um, it, it started out when I recruited him, when we were we were talking to him. I I told him I said, man, you know, because a lot of a lot of Power Five programs were were wanting to know on the front end if he was going to be eligible for sure. If he was going to get the waiver and that just couldn't be, um, known at the time you had to, had to kind of take a chance. And I, and I told him, I said, listen, man, if you come here, I'll fight tooth and nail to make sure you get this thing, man, I'll make sure you get out in the court and you know, I, I didn't know if I could for sure, but sometimes you got, you guys, you guys as a salesman, you got to sell and, and I was able to do that. And, and I was going to fight tooth and nail and do everything I could to make sure it happened. So, he got denied a couple of times by the NCAA, uh, and we we dug deep, got some outside counsel, and ended up – we got him on the court. I, hashtag free flowers was – I started tweeting that every single day. It had traction. Yeah, and, and battle. Jay Billis helped out a lot with it. And um, with his story, I'm not going to get into the whole deal um, from his previous place and everything that went into it, but he deserved it. It wasn't a deal where he didn't deserve to get immediate eligibility. So, so anyway, he got it. And, um, the, the night before we were set to open the season against Florida Atlantic, he, that that morning he called me, it was about 6. AM and, um, he was, he was in tears and he said, coach, my dad has, has passed away and I was shocked because I had just talked to Henry, his father, um, a few days prior to that, cause we, we sent Mike home to be with his dad because he was in the hospital battling a little bit, but felt like there was a lot more time left and, uh, and he just, just passed away at, at his house. He just got back home from the hospital and, you know, Mike, we sit and we talked for probably three hours that morning. I immediately went and picked him up. We went and got something to eat and just sit around talked about his pops and, um, and also his mother, he lost his mother when yeah. right after his freshman year at Western Michigan of, of cancer, lost both parents to cancer and, um, and I'll say this, the, the resiliency that that kid has is, is like nothing I've ever seen, um, uh, to be able to handle that at 20, 21, 22 is, I mean, I can't imagine me losing my mother and father when I was 21, 22 years old and being able to stand up and do what he does and handle it the way that he's handled it. And, um, I, I'm, I'm just proud of him. I've, I've absolutely loved coaching him, uh, with another year, maybe I'll get to coach him again. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Go. But, um, just a special kid. I'm so glad that he's having
1: the success that he is because he's one of these kids that you can really say deserves it. Richie Riley's the head coach of the South Alabama Jaguars. I'm Chris Stewart, along with the voice of the Jags, JD Byers and Mike grace as well. And coach back on, on something between the lines in terms of what you do. I, you know, I follow Alabama and, and Nate Oates plays a lot of five out. No, nobody in, uh, they'll refer to it occasionally as positionless basketball. That's kind of what you guys do as well. Explain that in, and, and where that is in the game of college basketball right now and the flexibility that it does give you as a coach. Yeah, it's, that's a great
3: question. It's a trend. It's a trend that it's kind of, it's not only at the college level, but at the NBA level, the days of the back to the basket post guys is, kind of becoming extinct. It's very rare. Um, you know, it, it's very rare and, and I love skilled guys, um, and and I say position. Some people don't like to call it positionless. They say that there are posi- – you know, positionless to me, defining that means that you got five guys out there that are all capable of of dribbling it, handling it, putting it on the deck. Right. They can shoot it, and they can pass it. That's I, We're not saying that every guy – you know, I know Nate Oates is not saying that Alex Reese is going to be the point guard. And but, I'm not but saying you'll that take Jamal West is. is.
1: Right, but you, but it could be a, a guy you think of as your five who is at the point of of what the position normally is when the offensive set begins. That's what you're kind of getting to. No no question.
3: We want to space the floor, and I think that's where the game's going. And, you know, speaking of Nate, they do a tremendous job with it. Um, and you want to space the floor and have – to be able to do that, you got to have guys that can really shoot the basketball. And, again, they can deck it and attack you and can be really good decision makers passing the ball. And uh, I think that's the wave of, of how you play. And these these kids are so much different than they used to be because they work on skill development all the time. I think in, in basketball, we've some kids have lost the competitive fight of the days uh, of old a little bit because they work on skill so much. When I was growing up, you play three on three or five on five in a park and you lose, you wouldn't get to play for two hours. Yeah. You know, now these guys are, they all have trainers. They're constantly working on their game. And I think that's why we've seen a trend of 6'9", six nine, six ten guys that can step out and shoot it, they can handle it, and it allows you to play that way. And um, we try to recruit to that. We want guys that play the four and a five for us to be able to shoot it and, and handle it. And I think Nate Nate does that too. And It just makes you dangerous, man, when you can space the floor like that and can really shoot it, and then you complement yourself with the size to defend, too. Um, I think it makes you dangerous. I think I think that's why they're so hard to guard. Um, he he does a really good job with it, and we're, and we're trying to do the same thing here uh, with great guard play, with other pieces that can really stretch you but with their ability to shoot it, and um, it creates a lot of mismatches with what they do, and I think we try to do the same.
0: Richie Riley, head coach at the University of South Alabama. You've got to get on a bus. I know you're packed. Your team's ready. Best of luck to you guys in Atlanta against the Georgia State Panthers. Uh, and thanks so much for joining us uh, on the Press Box. I know it's an early morning, but we appreciate you, and best of luck.
3: Yeah, I really enjoyed it, guys. It's awesome. Any, anytime you guys want to have me back on, I'd love to be on. And um, we're going to go down here and see if we can steal one on the road and then then come back home for, for that fierce rivalry uh, for the weekend.
1: I, 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 we got to get you back because I want to hear you talk about Hawaii Pacific for crying out loud. I, I want to know how <laughs> smart you are. I'm going to guess, just look at you, Bible. You were a single man. You went to Hawaii Pacific. You coached for a year. You enjoyed it. You <laughs> recruited and you got the heck out and started a family. Is that right? I, I enjoy I, I could do a whole segment on Hawaii Pacific. Good. Uh, I want that. Yeah. I want to hear yeah. that.
3: Before I sign off, those jokers were only paying me eight thousand dollars a year to live out there, so I, yeah. I had to I had to get out of there. I was going to go for completely <laughs> broke. I ran a credit card up just to survive. So and, and
0: I think wrecked or ran a, a the other coach's car. Yes, your first yeah, day on the job. I, hey, no, we'll, that's a story we'll, for another. We'll day. do a that's whole great.
3: segment on Hawaii Pacific one day, guys. I'd love to come on. Perfect. That, that would be way more entertaining than listening to me talk about basketball. So <laughs> I'll I'll come on and and we'll do that soon. Okay. Awesome. Love it. All right, fellas. Thanks for having me on.
2: Richie Riley, head coach for the men's basketball program at the University of South Alabama, and our guest here on the Press Box podcast. To find our daily radio show, just visit pressboxradio.com. Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you, the episodes page to hear the show on demand, or simply press the listen button to hear the Press Box anytime, 24-7. On social media, we're Pressbox Radio 1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. And we'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email anytime at theguys at Pressboxradio.com. Simply theguys at PressboxRadio.com. Until next time for my partners Chris Stewart and JD Byers, I'm Mike Grace. Thanking you for joining us here inside the Press Box.